The Loose Cannons are on the air. What are we doing? What are you doing? Steve Hartman. Can we go back to Creepy Guy? And Mike Costa. Is that like you stick a straw into your burrito? In and suck the juice out of the burrito. Like a burrito slurp. On the Extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. I'm the way to compete. I'm the way to compete. Welcome to our Tuesday edition. First show of 2018. Cannons here. On Extra 1360, Fox Sports San Diego, Pete Fox. And today and tomorrow for the vacationing costume. By the way, did send photos from Italy. Nice. That's where he is right now. You know, he lives the lifestyle, the rich and famous. Travels all over the world. Driving around in his fancy new car with those... Loud mufflers. Oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's like an NBA player, that guy. <laughs> exactly. So he, he shows these pictures of rarefied air that only the very elite ever get to see. Uh-huh. So, uh, Pete, it's great to have you over the next couple of days. It's a, it's a very busy Tuesday. First of all, a uh, happy new year to everybody out there. 2018 is here. Does that seem weird? I mean, you remember like back in the days of 1999, and we just <laughs> thought like turning the page to 2000 was like this mega deal. Yeah. A we're, at tw- bit. we're at 2018 now. I'm almost 50, Steve. This is my 50th year. Mm. This is going to be your 50th year? Yes. This is going to be my, weird to me. my 60th year. Yeah, that, that also seems weird. <laughs> yes, that is even weirder, right? <laughs> yes. That's a big number. Yeah. I, yeah. I, How do you I, feel I about that? I'm fine, whatever. Yeah? You know, my, my wife always goes, can you believe our daughter's six? I'm like, yep, one day at a time, it all happens. You can't stop it. I can believe it, you know. So yeah. that's kind of my That's the thing feel. about kids. When you have kids, and I'm sure every parent out there knows this, uh, time goes much faster. Yeah. You know, you just when you're you're so busy with everything going on in the world. But uh, I had a realization not too long ago. I was sitting at a stoplight in Palm Springs near my high school, mm-hmm. and some kids walked by. Yeah, that are you know juniors or seniors. Sure, and I said. God, that seems like a long time ago. I mean, because right. they look so young. Yes. And it feels to me like it was just 10 years ago, but it was <laughs> 30 years ago mm-hmm. that I was that kid walking across the street. So mm-hmm. that blew me away. But uh, that's okay. Your mind's sports, still sharp. Steve, Can, you, sports keeps us young. Well, it does. And and the thing about sports is from the time that you talked about until today, it's been the common denominator of my entire life, yeah. you know, since I was seven years old and will continue till. The day I draw my last breath, hopefully many, many years in the future. You'll be doing a show from the hospital. Uh, you know, so uh, my vampire blood only goes so far. All right, so a, a lot of things going on over the uh, three-day holiday weekend. Uh, we we got to start with the NFL right now. The field for the playoffs is set. And I and I have to admit this, Pete, I, I trolled a little bit after the Chargers uh, demolished the Raiders but ended up missing the playoffs. So I put out this tweet. And yes, I, I I will admit now I was trolling when I put out this tweet because <laughs> I'm knew, sorry, Charger fans. That my I, I was basically putting in this tweet saying, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to see what the reaction is going to be. So my tweet was this: Chargers missed the playoffs for the seventh time in the last eight years with no division titles. When are they going to get a quarterback who knows how to win the games that really matter? <laughs> now, about half of the responders said. You're the only guy who tells it like it is, Hartman. You are absolutely right. As long as we got fillers, we're going nowhere. The other half were like, you proved once again, it doesn't matter what year it is, you are the biggest jackass on the planet. <laughs> they needed a kicker, man. Philip Rivers has saddled all this. That's all right. true, though. But it, and what, they needed the Titans to lose. So as the, a Titans fan, I apologize. But the bottom line is, Philip Rivers agreed with that. Yes, Philip Rivers today came out and said, 
this season's on me. He says, yes, it was great to win more games than we did. In fact, they won as many games as the last two years combined. Mm -hmm. And, and, And by all accounts, I mean, when you look at the move, every game's a road game. The 0-4 start, 9-7 was a hell of a year for the Chargers. I mean, a hell of a year for the Chargers. And Rivers ended up second in the league in passing yards. He only threw 10 interceptions. The problem was the one team he needed to play his best against, he played his worst. Six of his 10 interceptions came in the two games against the Chiefs. And that game that they had at Kansas City that everybody, I know you bet the bank on the Chargers in that game. Did you not? Chargers were like a one-point favorite at Kansas City. Chiefs were in a free fall. Chargers were rolling going in. I did not. I picked the, the Chiefs whole... in that one. Really? I did. I did. Well, then yes. you must have made a lot of money. Wow, you know me and my But the bottom line bet. is, he threw that game away. I mean, you could talk Didn't about play it. play good at all. That wasn't a kicker's game. That was mm-hmm. three interceptions in the second half that were bad picks. So, it, it just it's interesting, the dynamic, I think, of this AFC West right now, Pete. If you were to try to pick the finish or order of finish in 2018 for the AFC West, how does it look to you? I mean, were the Raiders who went from 12 and 4 to 6 and 10, are they as bad as they were? Were they as good as they were two years ago? The Chargers, is this a stepping stone to something better? Can the Broncos get a quarterback? And there's a lot of quarterback talk we're going to get to about that could correct Denver's situation because in total defense, Denver was still amongst the top teams in the league. And then, of course, you got the Kansas City Chiefs that you know basically almost won this division by default. Mm-hmm. But even they have questions about their future quarterback. How do you, how do you even predict this division? You next know, year? it's tough. I, I remember you know. 18 weeks ago, sitting in here talking about who's the one team in the AFC West that could fall off. And we all kind of by default said it's probably the Denver Broncos. Right. I thought the Raiders would have a better season than they did. Costa talked me out of it. He goes, their defense is a problem and they're not going to be that good this year. So uh, I I said, look, the Chargers absolutely have an opportunity to steal one here. Right. The Chiefs are a good team, but the Chargers could rise up. And I think a lot of people were kind of mystified by that thought, that feeling that the, Hey, they could, you know, after what we've seen in the past, it would be surprising nonetheless, but they could do well. And, you know, had they beaten the chiefs, they could have, I mean, you could mm-hmm. go back on any of those games. I the Miami I predicted, lost. I predicted an eight and eight season for that team. Right. So, well, I mean, if you look back the the crusher was that Miami game, the mm-hmm. missed field goal against right. my one more win. Obviously they were in, by the way, I know a lot of people were even curious. How did the chargers miss out? What ended up happening, happening with the Ravens losing and the bills and chargers and Titans all winning. He had four teams all finish at nine and seven. For the two wild card spots, mm-hmm. the tiebreaker was conference record. Jacks, uh, uh, the Titans had a conference record of eight and four. The Ravens and Bills were seven and five, and the Chargers were six and six. And then the tiebreak between the Ravens and Bills, this is where it really gets bizarre. So they both ended up tied mm-hmm. conference record. So how come the Bills were in the Ravens out? It, it went to strength of victory. Really? Now, I have no idea what that <laughs> even means. I, I said strength of victory, I guess, against common <laughs> margin opponents. Of, or margin something, of victory? Some, against common opponents okay. or some, some you know, way. So that's why the Chargers, despite the fact that you could easily make an argument, they're better than the Titans, they're better than the Bills, they're better than the Ravens. But unfortunately, their conference record was the worst of the four teams, which is why 
They'll be watching the games just like we'll be yeah, watching the games. Yeah, as a Titan fans, uh, Titan fan, I have very little faith that they're going to make a run uh, or, or even be competitive on Saturday against the Chiefs because uh, they stumbled into the postseason. And sure, they beat the Jacksonville Jags twice, uh, and that's good. But prior to last this weekend's game, they just have looked like garbage, and you can't figure out. They look like garbage yesterday uh, on right. Sunday as well. How about, yeah, but how about when Mariota ran into Derrick Henry and they oh. fumbled the ball and was run <laughs> yeah. back? I mean, it was obviously Jacksonville was not playing to win. Right. They were just sort of going through the motions because they went. They, the one thing the team that they did not want to see was the Chargers. See, that was the one team Jacksonville's like. We'll play the Titans at home. We're, we're good against the Titans. The one team we did not want to unleash Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on Blake Bortles in a playoff game. So it was obvious to me the Jags were going through the motions, and still the Titans almost figured out a way to lose the game. Yeah. They, they, what do you think's wrong with Mariota? I don't know. Is he injured? Because I asked that question to a couple of people over the weekend, and they said he's not 100%, but I also feel like the malarkey system that they've put together for he him. He should be fired. He's awful. I mean, I think Mariota is one of those young quarterbacks. It was very similar to the Jameis Winston situation in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Both these guys look like going into the year that they, all right, now 2016 was a good year for both of them, and they're they're making the normal progress, and they both regressed. In 2017, that's coaching. Dirk Cutter, I have no idea why he's still the coach in Tampa. Same thing with Malarkey. Get him out of there. I think you're going to ruin your young quarterback. Uh, that that offense was completely discombobulated. And the confidence we saw a year ago from Mariota has evaporated. It, now, ultimately, at the end of the game, he saved the season with his legs. Mm -hmm. But throwing the football right now, he is... He is completely off the mark. So Titans get in. How about the Bills? Bills make the playoffs for the first time since 1999. Uh, you got to feel good for Buffalo, right? That's the Buffalo team that had their JV quarterback <laughs> throw five interceptions at StubHub when they got blown out Whatever. by the Chargers. When a team goes through that stretch mm -hmm. of not being in the postseason, it's like the Padres. If the Padres get to the postseason in the next year or two, people in Buffalo will be rooting for them. So we here at San Diego should be rooting for the Buffalo Bills. By the way, getting back to the Chargers here. Ultimately, this season came down to one decision that blew up the entire year. And that was getting rid of Lambeau as your kicker at the start of the year. You started with the wrong way coup guy. <laughs> and then from that point on, it was just a disaster. The yeah. kicking game for the Chargers Ultimately, it did cost them the season. In fact, George wants to jump in on that. Uh, for that reason alone, don't you think George Telesco should be fired immediately? Hello, yeah, George. I, I, yeah, hi, Steve. Hey, uh, yeah, whose fault was that? The Chargers lost at least two games because of kicking. Yep. Is that, is that the analysis fault or the general manager? That's the general manager. They made a decision at the last second that Josh Lambeau was gone. And, and their reasoning at the time was, you know, they had the new rules about kicking out of the end zone really wasn't an advantage. That the best way to, to handle kickoffs was to be able to sort of land on the goal line and force the returns. Otherwise, they get the ball at the 25. So they went with a different kicker and... You know, it still comes down to this. If you can't count on your kicking game to do the very basics, you know, makeable field goals, extra points, George, it's going to cost you. And there's no doubt it's the main reason that the Chargers didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, look at all the playoff teams. Try to right, find George. a playoff team that doesn't have a good kicker. I'll tell you one. The L.A. Rams. Oh, <laughs> man. Zerline is, you know, is out and has Scary. injuries. 
So they are now with a backup that they got in a open casting call, like a tryout. A come one, come all. If you can kick a football, and how scary is that? I mean, as you're going to the playoffs. I mean, first of all, the Rams don't have a walkover. I mean, you're playing no. the defending NFC champion Atlanta Falcons, who basically had a hangover this year. It happens to almost every Super Bowl loser is that they have this big hangover going into the next year. But ultimately, it's a new season now. I mean, you turn the page, forget the records and everything else. Remember last year's Atlanta game when they came to the Coliseum against their, <laughs> what was it, 44 nothing? Yes. It was awful. I mean, it, it was, was terrible. It was, yeah. I mean, it was like but 44. It's, look, it's two totally different teams, it especially is, on the Ram side. But it is a Ram team that, mo- for the most part, has no playoff experience. Going That's against true. a team that got to the Super Bowl a year ago. I mean, I'm picking the Rams in that game because Sean McVay, who should be unanimous as the mm-hmm. NFL coach of the year this year, uh, they're a much better team, I think, than Atlanta. But still, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's playoff time. Well, look, they they had plenty of games throughout this season where Greg Zerline saved them, yeah. right? Kicking 45, 50 yarders to manage – uh, to come away with points at the end of a series. And if you don't have that guy, uh, the the confidence when you're driving down the field is completely different. And uh, Sam Ficken, let's be honest, is a guy that has zero experience and even less confidence, it seems like. In that game against the Niners on Sunday, all they were trying to do, it seemed like, was get Sam Ficken opportunities. Let Sam Ficken kick something out there on the field in a game when there's a real rush coming at him and it's not uh, you know, practice. And they didn't get a lot of opportunities at that. So that, that is going to be very interesting to see how it works out for the Rams and, yeah. and uh-huh. Sam Ficken. I mean, I, again, do you want to be lining up with, you know, you're down two at the end of the game trying to beat uh, you know Atlanta or maybe uh, Minnesota in the playoffs uh, with that kicker. This Hour of the Cannons, by the way, brought to you by Culpepper Services. Helping with all your plumbing, heating, and air conditioning needs online at culpeperservices.com. Of course, uh, right after the NFL season ends, it's all about coaches, who's staying, who's going. You mentioned earlier, Marvin Lewis is staying. So, which is so crazy because at the end of the game, when the Bengals pulled that out, there's Andy Dalton giving Marvin Lewis a big hug like, hey, coach, that was for you. You know, we know you're leaving, but hey, we still love you. Thanks for the great years. They give him a two-year contract extension. I put the over-under at six coaches that would be blasted on Sunday or Monday. Right. And we're not there yet. No. Okay. We're at four. Bruce, Bruce Arians retired. Okay. Pete Carroll did not retire. Some people thought that Pete Carroll was going to retire. <laughs> he said, I'm too young to retire. That's right. That coming from the oldest uh, coach in the NFL. Jack so, Del Rio got fired. Fox right. fired. Caldwell fired. Pagano fired. So those are five coaches, if you include Arians, retiring that are gone. So there was a rumor that the Bucs were going to be in need of a new coach, that Dirk Cutter was out. But they kept him. They also okay. kept Vance Joseph. Denver decided to keep Vance Joseph. Yeah, that was surprising that his name was on the radar screen. He'd only been there one year. There's been a lot of one-and-done coaches. Having the time of his life, Steve. <laughs> Yes, having the time As of his Sergio life. Sergio Dip would say, yeah, the Dipster. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm. Am I surprised by that? Look, Denver's a hard team to read in 2018. When you have no quarterback play, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a disaster at right. quarterback yeah. for them. Uh, and we're going to get also into the whole dynamic as far as the draft is concerned. And there could be as many as four quarterbacks taken in the first seven picks of the draft, and I'm not sure any of them are even close to being a franchise quarterback. 
I'm going to go down the list right now. Are you ready for this? Go. Uh, here's the four quarterbacks that I, I saw Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know the guys at Bleacher Report, and they do a pretty good job. This was their latest mock draft. They had Cleveland taken Darnold. Darnold staying. After, no. First, let, let me stop you right there. If I'm Sam Darnold, one more year of ruining my career under Clay Helton and T. Martin, those two guys are not going to advance their career. That's I could imagine they point, want him to stay. Clay Helton is a terrible coach. Now, and T. I don't Martin think it's Clay Helton. It's T-, T. Martin is not a good offensive coordinator. I'm with the, you the on that. The bottom line is he loses if he stays at SC. He's not going to get any better by staying in that system at USC. All right, so Sam Darnold. Uh, Josh Rosen, mm-hmm. and uh, number two to the Giants. This is what they had. And then they had the Jets taking Mayfield or Lamar Jackson, and then Denver would take who else is there. Okay, Lamar Jackson's projected that high? Really? That's surprising. He is climbing. Now, he threw four interceptions <laughs> in that last bowl game and, again, showed you why he does more damage mm-hmm. with his legs than his arm. Now, the other two guys are Josh Allen, the Wyoming quarterback, right. who figures to go top 15 and then you got Mason Rudolph at Oklahoma State, who really is on nobody's radar. So, but if you look at the four teams that obviously are looking quarterback, the Browns, the Giants, the Jets, and the Broncos, all picking in the front top seven. Yeah, I mean, the quarterbacks are going to be dropping. But are you convinced any one of those guys, Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, Jackson, Josh Allen, any of those guys going to step in and turn a franchise around? In one year, no. But over time, in a year or two, yes. I believe Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen are capable of being elite NFL quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, I don't know. I've watched a lot of him this year, and I have a huge question mark as to whether or not his arm is good enough. Obviously, you know they've kind of put him into that Terrell Pryor mold. Right. He's an athlete. He could be a receiver. He could be uh, you know, a slot back for no you. No one's going to pick him in the top seven to be an athlete. They want him as a quarterback. I, know. I don't think he's good enough yet. Uh, his arm, too mu- he's too sloppy, just like, just like Josh Rosen. I mean, uh, Sam Darnold. He's too... You know, he's not precise enough throwing into those tight windows. So to me, Lamar Jackson needs more development as well. Would he get it staying another year? I don't know. Probably not. But uh, the the one that I I really feel like has that NFL prototype is Baker Mayfield, because I do. I've again, I've watched him a lot, too. And to me, it feels like he he has that that nice blend of being a he could be a pocket quarterback if you need him to be. But also has enough mobility to get himself out of trouble. Sam Donald has that as well. The problem with Sam Donald that Baker Mayfield doesn't have is the experience. When Sam Darnold gets into a tight spot, he panics a little bit. He waits a little too long, and then he tries to make a a play, something out of nothing. And what makes the NFL scouts drool is that he does it quite frequently. You're like, wow, look at that play. Scrambles out of the pocket. But then there are other times, as as we saw in the Cotton Bowl, where he'd he'd, pump fake, and then before you know it, the defensive line was crashing around him, and he'd fumble the ball. Well, and he, by the way, he ended up with more turnovers individually than 78 FBS schools had for the year. Which leads me to think if he came back— with or without T. Williams, more reps would be a good thing for him. I don't think so. I, I think he needs to get out of there. I, I yeah, think if he goes to the next level, that's a great point. The coaching obviously well, you would got be Hugh much Jackson. better. Now you you mentioned the fired coaches, a guy that's one in thirty one, safe. Yeah, is he yeah. still safe? I yeah. mean, he, he's convinced he's safe. Wait, by the way, we haven't actually gotten a definitive word from the Browns yet that he's safe. 
I heard a few weeks ago that they were they were sticking with him. Well, for that, that's year. floating out there. But the yeah. last word we heard was actually from him before their last game against Pittsburgh that he felt uh, very secure. Why wouldn't he be? I mean, one in thirty-one. I mean, <laughs> I mean, nothing screams security like that. Do you feel like Baker Mayfield is Drew Brees in that same mold? You know, it's interesting you mentioned that because this year Drew Brees broke the NFL record for the third time highest completion percentage for a season. Most people don't even know this. Last year, Sam Bradford with the Vikings broke Drew Brees' record, completing 71.6% of his passes. This year, Brees said, I'm not going to let that record belong to Sam Bradford. He completed 72% of his passes. Think about that. In his 18th year in the NFL. Why are we calling him a game manager then? <laughs> the bottom line is, is that to say that Baker Mayfield is Drew Brees, I do see similarities coming out of college. You know, Brees obviously at five foot eleven. Brees was a more mobile quarterback than people gave him credit for. He actually ran at Purdue and, and it's very similar rushing numbers, by the way, to Baker Mayfield. Um the cockiness of Mayfield. We heard the comments by some of the players of Georgia saying, you know. Humble yourself. Humble yourself and everything else. I, that that doesn't bother me. You can talk all you want as long as you back it up. No one runs his mouth more than Phillip Rivers. That's true. And the thing is, you know, you want that guy to have that confidence, that sure, cocky attitude absolutely. as your quarterback. You don't want some sheepish guy under center. No. So the fact that he's out there pounding his chest, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. I just don't like it when he's out there. You know, yelling at the fans, which, again, Philip Rivers is, has been known to do quite frequently as well. By the way, a little bit later on, we are going to discuss some uh, rumors about the future of Philip Rivers that mm. are very interesting. But we got to get to the college football playoff. We're down to two. Does this playoff become a bigger mockery than the BCS was back in the day? We're going to tell you how it should have worked out. Coming up next. Tomorrow morning on Hardwick and Richards, the NFL coaching carousel has begun. What is the best job to be had amongst the ones available? We get started at 6 a.m. and extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego. All right, Ken is rolling on this Tuesday. P. Fox in for Casa today and tomorrow. Never experience FOMO. That's fear of missing out. You never have to miss extra 1360. Stay connected, listen anywhere with the free iHeartRadio app. So we are now set for the championship game, whatever that means. <laughs> the Wait, made for on. TV. Don't you feel like these are the two best teams? Not even close. I'll, I'll put it Not this way. Not even close. No, let, let, I can see that no. Central Florida should at least be in the conversation. Forget Central Florida. Okay, who, I, I'm gonna who give, is? I, I'm going to give you two teams right now. All right, who's better? That would beat either... Alabama or Georgia the following week. Brent, I want you to get in on this conversation right now. Wisconsin? Wisconsin at 13-1. and one. Good team. I've been defending them all year. Yeah, the only game they lost to was Ohio State. And if uh -huh. you watched Ohio State's defensive line manhandle USC mm -hmm. and absolutely destroy them, yes. Yeah, but what they Alabama do on has offense, no they didn't offense. do anything. Doesn't matter. Alabama has no offense. So if Alabama played Ohio State, Ohio State would romp. Over Alabama. You think? And Georgia, forget it. Georgia, Georgia supposedly had a defense. The only break for Georgia was is that we knew Oklahoma has no defense. True. They don't play right. any defense right. in the Big 12. So they couldn't stop Georgia's running game. Ohio State would stone that Georgia team. They would crush 
that Georgia team. And well, I'm not so the, sure the, the, Georgia Wisconsin defense would is do for the real, same though. thing. Roquan Smith is no joke. That guy is for real. Roquan Smith is for real. But Oklahoma is not in the Big The Big Ten should have had a perfect record in the, in the bowl games. They lost one bowl game, and it was yesterday when Michigan blew a 16-point lead to South Carolina. Otherwise, they would have had a perfect record okay, in the bowl so games, including 4-0 against the Pac-12. So you're arguing that Wisconsin and Ohio State should have been in the Final Four? How about, how about any Big Ten team should have been in the Final Four? The fact that the team, the conference that basically was the best conference in the country, mm-hmm. based on the bowl games, did not even get represented in the four-school playoff. How about that? Look, I, that I, is a joke. I would have had no problem with Wisconsin being in there uh, and and... Well, how about Ohio State? They lost twice. So and they it, got housed by Iowa State. No, they got they lost big to Iowa in Whatever. their conference. Maybe because the Big Ten was so good, so deep, they were beating each other up. This is this is the problem when you don't have a true playoff. This was mm-hmm. a made-for-TV. ESPN carries the SEC and the ACC. Three of the four teams are from the conferences. They were more than willing to bring in Oklahoma and their no defense uh, into that four-school <laughs> playoff. But, boy, they made sure they kept that Big Ten out. And they had no chance, even though they're the best conference, of even getting represented in the four-school playoff. Well, they want Oklahoma in it because it's pretty easy to market the Heisman Trophy winner when you're trying to sell that game. Well, so and that's Oklahoma why they wanted they are. them. Oklahoma, that game played out exactly, really, if you thought about it. You, you thought about a play. The over on that game was a gimme because Oklahoma has no defense. Georgia has a running game, so they were going to run all through them. The question was, could Baker Mayfield put up points? Yeah, you're talking about your linebacker, Georgia. That defense that looks so good against the SEC teams got carved up by Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. I mean, destroyed. How about this? Oklahoma had more points in the first half than any game Georgia had had all season long in that weak-ass SEC. Yeah, look. So to crown the SEC champion as the the best team in college football when the conference that proved they were the deepest conference in the bowl games did not even have a chance to play for the championship is a joke. So Ohio State finished at five. Alabama was four. And Wisconsin was number six. Right. They made sure that Alabama, even though they didn't I, even get I to their would, conference championship I'm with game. you on Wisconsin jumping into the four spot over Alabama, but you can't put Ohio State in there. I'm sorry. Why not? They lost twice. Who cares? It, it, the question is, the who was the best team? It, it doesn't matter. The question wasn't, the idea of the playoff wasn't, that they were going to throw out the records. The idea was, since we have this committee, which is rigged, obviously, because ESPN's <laughs> running the committee, is the idea is, who are the four best teams now? Who are the four best teams now? Now being when? At the end of the regular season? At the season? end of the regular or season. after three weeks of practice? Of three no, weeks of after doing nothing. The, after, the th- after the regular season, who were the best teams? Okay, well, you could argue then the Clemson shouldn't even be in there. How are you going to take the number one team in the country out? Like, you're out. You're I not could, good I, enough. I, look, it, it'll never happen, but <laughs> I, I would bet the bank. If you were to have the winner of the Georgia-Alabama game play Ohio State the following week, Ohio State's defense would <sighs> destroy those teams. I don't know about that. I mean, sure, but they have no offense. Well, the yeah, Ohio it, State it, offense was anemic. <laughs> They were anemic, but they still have a senior quarterback, J.T. Barrett, who did some big things during the overrated. season. Overrated. Overrated? Yes. You see USC? How about Sam? If he's overrated, what's Sam Darnold? Young. Young? He's yes. the number one pick in the draft. 
I don't think he should be. <laughs> I think he should go back. He's a turnover machine. I know. That's why he needs to go back. Bottom line Clean is it up, college football. If this doesn't convince everybody that this playoff, as I said this from the get-go. Pete, I said this when they said, you remember the idea was, so they had the BCS championship game, was very flawed to say the least. But then they said, you know what we should do is have a plus one. I go, plus one? Well, how does that work? Mm -hmm. Who are you going to decide who that plus one is going to be? Then they announced they were going to go to four. And I said, I am telling you, this is going to be twice as bad as the BCS. Yeah. Because you have five, you have 10 conferences in the BC, in the in the FBS. 10. And you're only going to have four schools. And this year they decided to ignore two of the power five conferences. All right, Steve, share with us your theory once again. Because I like your theory. Well, the theory, it's not even the, a theory that I, I said 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's the formation. Philosophy. First of all. The bottom line is every school should have some path to win a national championship. No matter how low you are in the totem bowl, there has to be some path for you to have a chance to win a national championship. Like Central Florida. Like Central Florida. Now, I go back to college basketball. You know, the NCAA tournament's got its own problems. But the bottom line is you could finish last in your conference. You could be a 3-28 a, a team. But if you win your conference yeah. tournament, you're in the tournament. Like and then Middle Tennessee State last year. You have a chance. Doesn't mean you're going to get there, but at least you have a path, right? So in college football, what you need to do, you have 129 schools in the FBS. Way too many. So if you're not going to go to a full-blown 16-school playoff, which would be the optimum, where you have 10 conference champions and then six at-larges, which would make it a lot of sense. Whew, that'd be know, a lot. Well, you don't have a conference championship game anymore. You eliminate those, okay. and then you go to 10 champions of the conference in automatic and then six at-large teams. But even if you don't go there, reduce the field from 129 schools to 64. Those other 65 schools drop to another division where they can play for a national championship at a lower level. And then what you do is you divide it up into four conferences. Forget this Big Ten, Pac-12 crap. North, North, South, East, South, West. East, West. You have 16 schools in each conferences divided into two divisions of eight. And then you got your eight division champions in an eight-school playoff to determine a national champion. No committees. Everything's determined on the field. No arguments anymore. Simple as that. The idea is you play your way in for a shot at the national championship. More, the way it should be. More games that are interesting and more games that matter to me, makes it more watchable. Right. As you and said, these bowl fair. games, you got a bunch of bowl games that don't matter. Yeah. You can still but have obviously the playoff because look, every I, game would I, matter. I'm not in favor of getting rid of smaller bowls because for those schools that end up in those bowls, it's a big deal for them. You know, like, like well, no, they, they, they're, they're, going to the armed forces bowl. That's a big deal for them. It's a big, why is it a big deal? It has nothing to do with the game. It has everything to do with extra practice time. See, this is one thing that cannot be belittled is that extra month of practice for these schools as they help mm -hmm. to get ready for next year is a big deal for these coaches. I want to get Tom and he has a theory about how Alabama is playing for a national championship. Tom, how you doing today? I'm doing fine. When you think about it, for the last three years, Alabama made it into the bowls.
by being dropped to number four because they lost or they had a uh, uh, they lost toward the end of the season, but they dropped to number four. I mean, number five, knowing that whoever in the SEC was going to kill each other, and mm. then they moved back up. That happened the last three years. Yes, Tom, remember this: the most valuable college football property to ESPN is the SEC. They control the SEC, and the most valuable team in the SEC is Alabama. Look, I think that winning a conference championship has to mean something, and it didn't for Alabama. You're right. Tom's saying, look, look, they they sat out one week. They played one fewer game than all of those they other teams. They didn't even play for their conference championship. I know. I know. They, what they do, but they Ohio State around. won their conference championship. But they lost In the conference, Iowa. it turned out to be the best Conference in America, if, bar if Ohio none. State's defense was so good, how did they lose to Iowa? They had a bad day. Had a bad day. You mean day. just like Alabama had a bad day against Auburn, who got got blown out by Central Florida? Well, they that did, Alabama team? They did the same thing last year because yeah. Penn State won the Big Ten, but That's they right. put Ohio State in, and That's they didn't win the conference. two straight years. The Big Ten champion hasn't even been invited. Why even have so, the conference championship if apparently yeah, I mean, it means it, nothing? The whole thing is a mockery. It's unfortunate because it runs— Otherwise, my absolute favorite sport. All right. Now, I know you've been anxious to relive Super Bowl after Super Mm, Bowl. Yes. As we count down to Super Bowl 52. In fact, today is the halfway point. This year's Super Bowl is in Minneapolis. When's the last time it was there? Super Bowl 26. When we come back. Hey, it's Willard coming up tomorrow at noon on Mark and Rich. Rich is back for his first show of 2018. We've got the NFL quarterback carousel, coach movement all over. And should the Chargers even try to re-sign Antonio Gates? Talk to you at noon on Extra 1360, Fox Sports, San Diego. Hey, keep listening for your chance to win a family four-pack of tickets to any San Diego soccer's home game. Head out there this Sunday, January 7th at 5.05 p.m. to see the soccer's take on the Turlock Express and get a free water bottle if you're one of the first thousand fans in attendance. I love that name, the Turlock Express. Like Turlock? The, the Turlock Express. Where's Turlock? Isn't that by Sacramento? Something like that, <laughs> yes. So the um, the Super Bowl coming up this year is in Minneapolis. And I don't know if you met, checked out the weather over the weekend in Minnesota. It was negative 28. Yeah, but the Rams win. I'm going to the... Uh... Divisional round, if You're, they will play so the if Minnesota it's, Vikings. It's, if so, if it's negative, well, let me let me take you back. Uh-huh. The only other time that Minnesota hosted the Super Bowl was in 1992. It was the game between the Redskins and the Bills, and I covered that game. I was there long before there was a radio row. I think there were four radio shows there. Was that number three for the Redskins? I'm that sorry was, for the Bills. That was that, that was the second one. Second, second one. one. Okay. So they had lost the year before on the last second field goal by Norwood. So this is the next game. Mark Rippon ends up being the third different Redskins quarterback under Joe Gibbs to win the Super Bowl. It was a blowout game. In fact, I got stuck actually staying for that dog of a game. <laughs> but the temperature in Minnesota, okay? So when we got there, we knew it was going to be cold. It was zero. So that's the temperature. Wind chill, who knows? But the actual temperature <laughs> is zero. Who knows? So we were inside that hotel. So I'm there, what, five days maybe? Uh-huh. And so after three days of basically inside, I'm like, we, we got to go out tonight. I mean, you know, we let's... Don't let, they have those tunnels? Maybe they do. not back then. They do. No, they did have the tunnels. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you, you could actually stay out of the weather, which is smart. But we know we wanted to, you know, get a cab and go down to a local club or just get out in the town a little bit. So... I figured, all right, well, we're good. So we're, we're going to get in a cab. This place we're going to was 
half a mile away, maybe a mile away, right? <laughs> and then we'll just get there and we'll be fine. So I, I'm loading up. I got yeah. clothes, you know, layers, coat, uh, layers a lot of layers. I'm ready to roll, right? <laughs> so we step outside. Now we're just walking to the cab. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, about 10 steps. And the second I walked outside, it was like, I felt naked. Like, it didn't matter the layers. Like it went right through those layers. Like they were nothing. I mean, there's cold and then there's like, this is absurd. So we, we get in the cab. I mean, we're like, you know, four guys and we're like packed together Body trying to keep heat. each other warm. And then we go to this club. We get out of the club. I get in this club. First thing I noticed was there was this mountain of clothes, <laughs> like all these coats and sweaters and everything else. It's nice. And I am still club. shivering. Like, I mean, I've only been exposed to weather for <laughs> a minute, maybe. And we walk out the club and you see all the girls are out there. They're short skirts. They're dancing <laughs> like it's 100 degrees outside. And I'm like, I can't take this coat off. I got a scarf around my neck. That is going to be ridiculous. Now, of course, they will get, yeah. play the game indoors uh, for this year's Super Bowl. You could probably this year go to the Super Bowl and not be outside. Oh, you, you, uh, if all it, of the festivities, all the radio row stuff, everything will be within that area of the tunnels. We had that with Dallas, the Super Bowl, a couple yeah, years ago when cold, I was right? there. It was ridiculous. Uh, Were you at I, the uh, the one at MetLife a few years ago? I did not go to that one. I stayed I away from the New miserable. York. <laughs> that was miserable as well. But this is this is next level. This is Minnesota cold. All right, this is a next level. <laughs> so let's go back to Super Bowl twenty six. The last time the Super Bowl, where it's going to be this year, was held in Minneapolis. Kenneth Davis is in at running back, not Thurman Thomas. Let's see. Kelly goes back, wanted to hand the ball off, was left with nowhere to go. It's pounded to the 45-46 yard line. Kenneth Davis was supposed to run the ball, which makes us ask, what's wrong with Thurman Thomas? You know, I mean, it's the biggest game of your career, and you don't have your helmet when the game starts. Thomas eventually tracked down his helmet. He would need it. The Redskins smothered the Bills' running attack holding the NFL's most valuable player to 13 yards on 10 carries. Once their ground threat was taken away, the Bills' offense collapsed. Jim Kelly was sacked five times, and the Buffalo players began losing their helmets for a whole new reason. The Redskins' defense had silenced the Bills' explosive attack. That Gibbs and his staff were far from finished. They had all the defense come together and said, we got to play. Kurt Gouvea, I want you to sit on the H-back, and this guy, you do this, and Wilbur, you do that, and Jim Kelly's going to throw the ball right here. Now, Kurt, you should make the play. Kelly to pass, blitzed up the middle, has to dump it off, picked off, intercepted at the 25, to the 20, to the 15, it's Gadea to the 5, almost to the end zone, forced out of bounds at the 2. Seconds into the third quarter, Jim Kelly and the Bills were ambushed by the brains of the Redskins coaches and the brawn of their players. The interception led to another Redskins touchdown. Washington was comfortably ahead, and Mark Rippon was about to showcase his signature talent on football's biggest stage. Back he goes. Good protection again. Going deep. He's got Clark in the end zone. Touchdown, Washington Redskins. 
with his bad hair and bizarre celebration. Mark Griffin proved that style points were of no value in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I watch that in slow motion. I go, oh my goodness, what is he doing? But it's just the emotions caught me at that time. You know, this is a Super Bowl and we are handing it to him. And I came over to sidelines and and uh, one of the guys from <laughs> from Disney came over and tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, by the way, uh, you're the MVP. And that's kind of when I started practicing my lines, you know. I'm going to Disney World. I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> Mark Rippon's fairy tale ending was so fitting. A question mark quarterback when his story began. Rippon silenced his critics as he delivered one truly magical season. All right, rolling along there. So that was Super Bowl twenty six, another blowout uh, in the long legacy of Bring Super Bowl. Bring back Bowls. memories for you, Steve. Well, it does because I actually stayed for the game. There's only four Super Bowls where I've actually physically been in attendance for the Super Bowl, and I've always felt like those are the four Super Bowls I missed. <laughs> because to me, the Super Bowl is, yeah, partly about the game, but it's also about commercials and all mm -hmm. the other activity and uh, and oh, and here was the worst part. Now the the good part is by that Sunday it had actually warmed up to about 15 degrees. But I couldn't get a cab back from the stadium to the hotel. I had to walk. Oh, walk back. Well, to this the could hotel. be the Buffalo Bills year once and for all. Yes, the hey, Buffalo Bills. You know the the, the walking that heats you up. Yeah, yeah. It gets okay. the blood going a little bit. Yeah, especially when that wind's blowing in your face. If it was one of those, like, you take three steps and then you turn around, like, okay. Now, I, I just, I many, many years ago, many years ago, uh, I, you know, there's a legendary uh, guy in Minneapolis named Sid Hartman, longtime newspaper guy. And so a lot of people would ask me, and his son Chad Hartman also worked in sports talk radio in Minneapolis. So I got back at like twenty something years ago. I got contacted by K Fan, uh -huh. which is the sports station there, and they they wanted to know if I I was interested. I remember the the station director said, "Now I would imagine it's going to get a lot of cost us some money to get you out of Southern California." I said, "There is not enough money in the world." <laughs> To get me out of Southern California Especially for Minneapolis, yes. <laughs> lifestyle to me is uh, priority one. Yeah. You know, I uh, covered the Rams game this week, and uh, I parked um, about a mile away, roughly, right? right? Yes, because it was free over there. Just to prove you wrong, that you think everything's a hundred dollars. Yeah, park how, how was it? How was it? It was a fifteen-minute walk, and going there was fine. Getting back to the car was a little brisk, but I was wearing shorts, so I, you know, Brent is right. When you walk, it gets your blood pumping, and you know, it feels pretty good. Yeah, but good. that was—that was, that that was what, what, like it was like sixty degrees at that point. I mean, <laughs> I I'm talking about in the sixty below. <laughs> See, I mean, are you crazy? I mean, it's seriously. So anyway, it's uh, it gets chilly there at the Coliseum when the sun goes down. Of course it does. It gets chilly By everywhere. Way, how come the sun you're not goes there, down. Steve? What's going on? What's why am I not going to any games? Why are you not the Coliseum for the Ram games? Are you over there? <laughs> well, first Stump of all, Hall? why was I going to go to that game? That way, you talk about the lock of the. I hope you bet a billion dollars on the Forty ers What was the line? Three I and a half. Bet the Rams. I got why? talked out of it. I mean, I told everybody about that game. Is some people actually had this theory that the Forty ers should have sacked Garoppolo? I said, Are you kidding me? The Forty ers going to roll it up on the Rams to remind them that twenty seventeen is this year. That's exactly twenty eighteen. We. Will <laughs> will be the team yeah. to beat 
in the NFC West. They had their foot on the gas throughout, although the Rams would run their starters out there on third down. <laughs> no, they, no, they no, no Gurley, no, no Aaron I mean, Donald. On defense. Well, except for Donald. <laughs> except for Donald. But they ran the other dudes out there on third down, okay, I guess, well, to get them a little louder Jimmy Garoppolo, 5-0 as a starting quarterback of a team that was 1-10, 6-10. Already people are saying, forget the Rams. They're not the team of the future in the NFC West. Mm, it's the 49ers. I don't know. Look, they got a long way to go. There's obviously a lot of improvement that has been made, but he is, he's the real deal. You know when he's most impressive? When he steps up in the pocket, when he gets pressure. Yeah. And he's so cool. Yeah, he so is. Calm so calm Tom Brady-like, right? <laughs> yes, Very exactly. Right, that Belichick can coach. It is a time to qualify somewhere right now for the cannon shot of the day. A drum roll, please. This hour's cannon shot came from the text line. I don't know about you, Hartman, but I'm rooting for the Rams to make the Super Bowl and win the hearts of L.A. That way, Spanos has less opportunity in L.A. But we're going to have a little bit about the Chargers' future in L.A., plus a whole lot of big news going on in the world of sports. The Ford 4 is coming up next.